right. Oh, you eat pie and then move away from move away from the mic to there'll eat the pie. Pie all over and the be, microphone cover. There'll be whipped cover. cream all over the whole thing. That'd be kind of awesome, actually. Um, actually, these mics are great too because then we don't have to talk as loud. We don't have to worry that. I do feel like I always should have headphones on. Whenever I see people oh, recording stuff, I always yeah. feel like I should have fancy, expensive headphones. I kind of want them now, even though before I thought it would make me too self-conscious about talking. Yeah. I think it helps you not get distracted, especially when we're mm. in restaurants eating pie. Now, are those just headphones that... They are noise canceling? The, no, they just plug into the so you hear. So you what can we're hear hearing. yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can hear both of us together in the headphones. That might. I have a mouthful of pie. That sounds actually expensive, though. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we also don't have to have fancy headphones. We could both literally just plug earbuds in. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I'll ask Josh about it. Is this boring? This is boring. This pie is really good. <laughs> um. So this is Pancake Town, the podcast. And I'm Emily. Fuck. Michelle has a mouthful of pie. Um, we're at Bang Bang in Ravenswood, and Baylor brought us a piece of uh, the Samoa pie. It is fucking unbelievably delicious. It's got so for the like first coconut couple minutes toasties. here. Oh my god, it's so good. On top, and like a chocolate cookie crust, mm-hmm. and some salted caramel drizzled on it. And their whipped cream is probably the best whipped cream I've ever. I mean, you're a person that makes your own whipped cream, probably. So you don't make whipped <laughs> yeah. cream, do you? Because you're. Um. Well, I sometimes I do. do. So you're like, this is fine. This is how I. Well, make I don't it. buy pre-made Whereas whipped I'm like, cream. I eat Cool Whip out of a tub. No. Cool Whip's got its merits. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going off on a tangent. I did get Cool Whip for Thanksgiving because Steve always wants Cool Whip, and cool I always say so good. it's disgusting. Mm-mm, you're wrong. I mean, it tastes <laughs> good, but like, have you looked at what's in Cool don't Whip? Look, just don't, you don't look at what's in it. That's the problem. The only reason I got it is because I was trying to do an entirely dairy-free Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And I thought I know there are ways to make like coconut milk Cool Whip, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, fine. You can. We'll have Cool Whip. Um, but but that's the die. only time we've ever done it. Um, I think it's cool not whip, hard to make your own. Cool whip is cream. one of those things that I like. I think like fifty percent because it's delicious, and fifty percent because it makes me nostalgic for my childhood. Mm. Sure. So I'm sure that yes, my adult self should read the ingredients and be like, oh god, I'm gonna, I already have cancer because of this. Yeah. But then I'm like, mm, life is short. I'm gonna eat cool whip. I remember, like, in college, buying it and putting it in the freezer oh, and eating it like ice cream. cream. Oh, yeah. you're so smart. I did that, too. <laughs> now they have, like, flavored Cool Whip. Yeah, I don't think I, I want that. I haven't those. Actually, I think we did try chocolate Cool Whip once. It was mm. pretty good. Really? Yeah. I mean, none of it tastes like anything real, so it doesn't. it's not like it tastes like chocolate. It is its own thing. Yes. Okay. Am I mm. eating this or are you eating this? I don't know. I don't care. I mean, I feel like it. I've had enough. Bye. Um, bye bye. I did have to take four pills just now to that eat. That was a really big bite. Yeah. I just took. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're. I took a photo of our Facebook. We put a call out. Yeah. 
to see what you guys would like us to talk about, and we got some responses. We got a couple. Um, well, one is kind of a, a longer conversation, which is about um, how to know when it's time to start cutting your product offerings, like limiting, like when you have too many. Did because I I've ask been... that question? No. Sounds like Joelle a question did. I would ask. <laughs> Joelle asked. Yeah. Um, because I had brought it up in another um, yes. post. About your, I like, don't know how many products people have. Do you know how many products you have? Oh, God. So many. Um, I think, but I you mean, get to have are you so talking many. about products or like products including their variations? Like if I have a print that comes in three different colors and three different sizes, does I that think count, you have to count as those nine variations. things? Yes. Because it's a different. So then I probably. It's a different skew. I would guess. Count skews. I would guess that I have over 200 skews. That's probably, but typical. I'm a card company. Yeah, I think yeah. you have to. I mean, I would. I when we were talking to Amber, Amber favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got to have. I would guess she's got over 500 SKUs okay. or more. I mean, she's got. I mean, just the card racks in the front alone at her open house. Like, I mean, each of those card racks probably had 50 cards on it, 50 yeah. card styles, and then she had stuff on a table. She has pencil sets. She has note sets. She has a calendar. But for stationary, it's quite but like a bit different. like when your price point's that yes, low, your price point's real you low. have to have... And you're selling to stores where, like, they don't want three of your cards. They want 30 of your cards. Yeah. Some, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they would rather buy a lot of cards from one vendor, whereas a jewelry store might not necessarily want a lot of designs from just one designer. They'd rather spread it out. I think to so. multiple designers, I think. Well, so at the beginning of the year, I must have had at least 200 designs because I discontinued Jesus. 60 or 70 designs at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I still have 125-ish. That is a lot. Um, but you also have necklaces, bracelets, earrings, studs, and dangly earrings. Like, yeah. you have a variety. It's not like you have 200 necklaces. But also, it's been impossible for me to keep everything ready-made. Yeah. Because it's just too much. Yeah. I'm not even counting the vintage stuff that's for sale. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'm trying to figure out how to cut back yeah. more without, like, I have issues because I own everything to make these things. Right. You, you know? don't, it's not like you would buy new stuff to make it. You right. already have it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Well, like last night, we were packing two separate wholesale orders that were just so different. One of them was a smaller variety of designs, but like three to four of each one. And I love orders placed that way because that's how I used to buy. Yeah. Um, And then the other one was like one of a bunch of stuff, which is annoying to make just production wise. And we get a lot like that. And I and I keep thinking like yeah, is so that maybe if you is it my fault right probably if you pare down what people are allowed yeah. to pick they're then like I like all of this stuff yeah I'll get one of everything yeah um so yeah so maybe well it's and also my fault. I think stores that are placing smaller orders are probably doing a lot of like let's see how this does like let like I'm gonna pick twelve different things and then if this necklace gets a lot of feedback or sells mm-hmm. right away maybe i'll buy three of those next time yeah 
So they're just like trying things out. But you're right. I think if you gave them less options. I think it's fine. Like if you place a minimum order where you're trying things out. But yeah. when you place a $500 order and, and you've managed things. to order one of everything. Well, can you is that all, I mean, smart what if, on anyone's What if part? you also, what if you instead of limiting your offerings, what if you require people to buy two or three eh, of an, I feel of like a that's thing? annoying. I mean, that's what I do. I, I mean, you have to do that. Like cards. I could potentially do it with the studs. Also, I feel like it'd be weird putting these restrictions on people all of a sudden, you know? Yeah, but if it means that you're more efficient and you're helping your I think I business. just need to cut my designs. So my strategy, um, which I haven't had time to actually do, I don't yeah. know how people have time to you know, think about yes. shit instead of just making <laughs> shit all the time. And I didn't figure that one out. Um, but you it is to <laughs> figure out, like, we spent most of our time, like, uh, eliminating the obvious designs at the beginning of the year. Yes. Like, I printed out a report, a sales report for the whole year yes. of all the sh Shopify sales to see, like, what was the top what were the top stuff. things? Um, and I also, I didn't realize that it didn't print the whole report. Um, it's like stopped <laughs> on page five and there's more, but, um, so I wasn't really seeing the worst selling things cause there were a few other pages oh, of okay. even things worse selling things. I need amounts. to go through those terrible selling products. Well, and also and like compare those, say, okay, here's the worst selling ones. Which of these do I also not like making or sure. are a pain in the ass to make? Yeah. And have that help you decide. So I'm like, just going to Obviously, use, this goes away. Yeah. Yeah. News reports. Well, maybe just like. And if it's not selling, it's going. Yeah. I mean, I would say give yourself like a number to hit. Like, yeah. I'm getting rid of 40 or I'm getting rid of mm -hmm. whatever number. Yeah. I was kind of looking at other jewelry designers. Because it's not like you can't to see ever how many products back. they have. Right. Yeah. Like and at any point, if everybody's like mad, seventy designs seemed about normal. Yeah, maybe. So I got to get rid of a lot. What if you also? What if there was some amount of things that you divvied up and were like, this entire the entirety of the collection is available wholesale and consign or the entirety of the collection is available retail, mm -hmm. either from you at a show or. Mm -hmm. On your website, mm -hmm. but then there's less. Things there is already less available wholesale. wholesale. And yeah. Okay. There's so already, maybe you make that yeah. divide bigger. Maybe you like. Yeah. Make pare down more. Like, don't get rid of things entirely. Like some of the things you're on the fence about, mm -hmm. keep them on your website. But yeah. And don't have them. They're not available for wholesale. Well, I ended up having to do that with the spring collection because I have like five or six limited editions. Yeah. That can't be wholesale. Right, because you won't. You and I like made that mistake with the holiday collection. I put everything available wholesale, and I sold out of shit wholesale before, before I even launched the it. retail. Oh, yeah, no, you can't do and that. And then people didn't get it. Yeah, because I think the rule tends to be, or the thing that people recommend always is like, make sure that there's some things that people can only ever get from you directly. Yep. Like always figure out tricks to force people to go to your website. Yeah, I'm going to have several of those. Yeah, because so. then that's a thing that's like, that's more coveted. It also encourages 
wholesale accounts to like kind of get on your good side and want to you to like make special things for them. Well, I have another layer of that shit. Yeah. So there are three ways you can place wholesale orders. Yeah. Etsy Wholesale, Indigo Fair, and, and my website. website. Yeah. Um, my website has more, more wholesale things. offerings than the other two. Smart. You can buy all the vintage stuff from me wholesale yeah. on Shopify. That's smart. And I'll put the limited editions that I have more of yeah, on, on that there. too, but yeah. they're not on anything else. That's smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't manage that inventory no, any other for way. All the other and thing, Etsy yeah. won't let me wholesale my vintage stuff. Oh, because it doesn't count as mm-hmm. handmade? Because I didn't make it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Which I get, but um, the... Sh- when I introduce the vintage and Shopify, shop owners love it. They yeah, always buy a for ton sure. of it because it's trendy and it's like inexpensive. Yeah, of course they want to sell fifteen dollar earrings. Yeah. and customers like it. Customers mm-hmm. will splurge on something like that without even blinking an eye. Yeah, they're little add-ons. Like, think about yeah. things harder about something that costs twice as much. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like I, I, I glanced at that. The topic, like you said, you talking about yeah. editing down your your offerings, and then I was like, oh, I want like, I want to have like three hundred SKUs instead of two hundred SKUs. Well, you, I want more SKUs. You've talked about that, and also, and also discontinuing yes. old shit. Well, so it's only, I only want to purge the old things because they're old. I don't want to purge. Have them. Have you made decisions on that? Um, theoretically, I have, but not in real life. Okay. Like, I think the. Getting the new website together is helping me okay. figure out what actually needs to just go. Um, I think realistically, as much as I want to be able to just like throw everything in the dumpster, that so, I, so literally so that I can mentally move on. Yeah, I know that that's really stupid, um, especially when I'm in a position to like that I need to get the business back up and running in a way like yeah. where I've lost a lot of momentum over the last two years. And so like, I, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I can't, yeah. I can't just be like, I'm fine. Let me just throw a bunch of perfectly decent products yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to figure out some clever ways of giving that product a new life, like either making new sample packs, making grab bags, mm-hmm. making like, because th- those sampler things have always worked really well where I'm like, these are all birthday cards. And they come in a pack together and you get five different cards and you just have them on file. Yeah, I think that's fun. Um, so I think if I make those happen in a realistic way where I'm real thoughtful about like, these are the envelopes I'm using. This is the packaging. These are the labels that go on it. I need some photography to put on the website and have mm-hmm. them be a thing that's on the online shop that's at shows because I usually just make them in really tiny dumb batches like right before a show sure I will just be like ooh I should grab 20 of these six cards and just make some sampler packs whereas they should be a legit defined product Mm -hmm. and then have versions of them because they always sell really well and people always react really well to them and then I had another idea about making this is kind of a bigger project but I want to make because I'm not only am I a card designer I'm a box maker and a book binder, which right. people may not know. Um, I want to make, like, physically build some boxes um, that would be basically, like, a little desk caddy card catalog. Oh. So they would be, like, a little box and have little file folder dividers mm-hmm. 
that say like birthday, thank you, all occasion, whatever, and then make it fit my my cards. Yeah. Um, but it would my my cards are standard size, so yeah. like they would obviously fit other people's cards. But making that a thing where like you can either buy that box by itself and put whatever cards you want into it, and maybe it comes with like five free orange beautiful cards as a starter, um, or you can buy it like packed to the gills with like all the cards you would need, like a hundred cards. You know what I mean? Like some kind of massive. Yeah. And it's and have it be like a hundred and fifty dollars for like a hundred cards and a box. Mm-hmm. So do something like that where like I'm kind of looking at the cards as a wash like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving those cards away for free and mm-hmm. it's really just paying for the box and it's getting people excited about my cards and wanting to like keep them in stock in their house um, how many of those would you be able to make available it sounds tedious to me making would, a box I think I would probably start by making it's not it's actually really assembly line um, especially if I um, my plan is to make them um, board, so like you use book board to build the like sure. innards of it, basically. Mm-hmm. And then I would probably make them out of either construction paper or construction paper, <laughs> uh, book cloth, sure, like on the outside because okay. that's real durable. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can also get um, there's some paper companies that make in sheets. Basically, um, I'm trying to think of what to call it. Um, like when you get a box from like a major company that's been manufactured and it's mm-hmm. like shiny or vinyl or has mm-hmm. like crocodile imprint in it or mm-hmm. like you can actually like crocodile imprint. Yeah. Oh, Did yeah. you get a box recently that had crocodiles no, but on I, it? No, but I'm I just w- wondering where the fuck that came from. Well, crocodiles. because we have at Roner we have all the swatch books for all these yeah. papers that you can purchase and there's like 17 different crocodile <laughs> ones. This felt random. Um, and those are the ones that I'm always like, oh, I like. I could even do something insane, like crocodile print. But those papers are meant to be, um, they're kind of plasticky and they're oh. very durable. And so, like, they don't get scuff marks or fingerprints or grease stains or, um, and you could, like, you can kind of almost get them wet accidentally and they're fine. So it's almost like a paper mm. material, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's like you've made a box out of plastic when you yeah. haven't. Um, and those come in like a bunch of colors. They come in crocodile print, obviously. They come in like stripes and whatever, all kinds of different things. So I could just pick like a couple things that seem like, oh, this would, you know, be more masculine and look good on a dude's desk. And this one would be kind of cute and florally and girly. And this mm-hmm. one is stripe, whatever. So make them kind of match people's decor since it's going to be something to sit on somebody's desk. Um, but yeah, they, if I make the box itself super simple, if mm-hmm. it's literally just like four walls and a bottom, the, that, I mean, I could make one box in, I don't know, an hour, half an hour. That's not if bad. It's, if it's That's assembly line okay. and I get all the board cut, pre-cut, um, and like template it out, make the, the base paper, cut it out all as a template. Um, the assembly of it is literally just like folding and gluing. So you're going to have those ready by show of hands then? It, I, <laughs> I would say that I would have them ready by show of hands holiday. Oh, okay. Not spring. No? No. I got other shit to worry about. Okay. Um, but that's kind of one of, my, one of the things of like, how can I move some of those cards mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily want in my permanent collection and that I eventually want to replace? 
And then the idea is I've made this product that now is refillable, basically, and I can I can sell like like packs that go in that box. Yeah. So I could be like, oh, you need you ran out of birthday cards. Here's a pack of ten birthday cards to supplement and put yeah. in your little card catalog. Or people can buy those packs and not have the card. You have catalog. to do this now. So I feel like stuff like that is within my capabilities, and mm-hmm. if it becomes something that actually goes really well and like sells really well there are definitely ways that i could manufacture those without me being the one that makes them yeah so like if it got to a point where like i'm spending too many man hours and they end up costing me 15 to 20 dollars a piece to make and i can only sell them for 40 yeah there's a point where i could get them i could make a hundred in the same amount of time i can make 10 if -hmm. i have them manufactured um and I would probably just have them. I would just have them made at Roner. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would probably be the one that makes them. I can also do stuff where I can. They wouldn't have to be hard boxes. I can do things that are like thicker board that are die cut and like fold together like a gift box. Like there's different ways that I could do the same idea and maybe not have it be so fancy. If I needed to make the price point different. Mm-hmm. So I definitely. It's something that I definitely want to play around with trying to think of like once I make these cuts what I'm going to do with any materials that are sitting around you'll have a studio sale well we uh Sophia and I are having another studio sale in May well then yeah um I wish there were more opportunities for those sort of things I feel like I'm always seeing someone I know who's participating in a warehouse sale remember how do you get invited to that do you remember when was it DIY trunk show that did the show that was a supply show was it them that threw it I don't know it does sound vaguely and it was called like it was called like do it your damn self or something it sounds vaguely familiar and it only happened a couple times but it was the whole point of it was like you're just selling materials there's probably a need for something like be that again. Super fun. I'm gonna bring materials to the sample sale. Actually, yeah. I have a note um, uh, written down for the what I'm bringing that says get rid of some fucking because yeah. I feel things. Like, I mean, I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't keep things in your collection simply because you have materials because you could. Like, I feel like that about envelopes. I'm always like, oh, I should really use up these horrible green envelopes that I hate. But it's like, you know what? I can put, like, I could sell this box of these horrible green envelopes for $5. Like, somebody will want these. So I always just feel like I shouldn't make my product not the way I want it because I'm trying to use up something. Yeah. But I think if there's certain things that you just hold on to, who knows if, like, in a year... If there's certain things that you just love that you're like, I would feel bad to get rid of this... Right. And I've held on to everything. Then... I have... How... 13... Wait. Why don't I ever years? know what year it is? 13 years, right? Because I'm 14. Yes. Yeah. You're 13. Okay, 13. Um, I have everything. I mean, is it is it a storage thing that you feel like you should hold on, a like li- that you can't hold on to them? It's like a little bit of an of issue, yeah. I actually um, went through all of my chain recently and filled up two boxes full of chain that we're supposed to put in the storage unit and just haven't. Yeah. Because actually, I, I don't think I've gone outside, like, <laughs> through the back, like, through our back door that goes to the trash. Gone outside, like, 
period, like in weeks. Um, I like the joke is I'm not doing laundry until it's 60 degrees because we have to go outside oh, yeah. and like yeah. there's snow I everywhere wouldn't. and so I haven't taken the trash out. I haven't done laundry. Yeah. I'm yeah. most certainly not going down to the storage unit either. Well, it's pretty warm today. You could do it some of that. No, today. it's no, it's not warm enough. I'm not doing All it. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. I told Steve, I'm going to, is there like a dry shampoo for clothes? I'm going to get that. Yeah, it's called Febreze. No, this <laughs> needs to like, that just deals with smells. Smell. This needs to absorb stains. <laughs> oh, and, Jesus. And sweat. <laughs> Food stains. No, it's called laundry. I'm going to get that and then I'll do laundry You could in send May. it out. I'll do laundry right before show of hands. I promise. Thank you. I appreciate that, <laughs> and so do the shoppers. <laughs> and now Emily's looking at me like, does she have food yeah, on her what clothes? You, yeah, what are you wearing right now? I haven't washed wash these clothes. Nope. Yeah, but that's the beauty of being self-employed is that you can wear the same outfit like five days in a row and no one cares or notices. Yeah, I usually won't change my shirt until I've spilled on it at least three times. Do you do, do you do the thing that I do, which is wear a shirt and then just wear that shirt to bed and then wake up in the morning Sometimes. and just keep wearing that shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it depends. It depends on depends on the, the shirt on, on like spilling food and sweat factors. But I recently stole one of Steve's shirts oh, that I do has that. become I steal Josh's my new. All time. I wear it all the time shirt. Yeah, and it was because I was cold and I didn't own any thermal like, shirts. This is mine now. And so I, I asked, and he oh. gave me the one that I usually ask. He likes the least because he kind of knew he wasn't ever going yes. to get it back. Yeah. No, that's good. You're supposed to wear your husband's clothes. So that's my it's new rule. thing. It'd be funny if it went the other way, though. Wait, I can just imagine Josh like wearing one of my t-shirts and it's like up around his armpits because he can't get it because it's like it would be like him wearing like a child's shirt. (laughs) (laughs) He does sometimes fold my laundry and it makes me like realize how small my clothes are. Like he's just like he picks up like a tank top or something and he's like, what's happening? He'll just look at it like real weird, like it's fragile. And I'm like, it's just a tank I don't know if this, we're totally off topic, but Steve's thing important. is my, um, important my like wrap clothes yes. that have the long oh, ties. Oh yeah, they have like uneven and, ends. And they come out of the laundry <laughs> yeah. and he's, they're tangled on everything and he just has this look on his face and like, he, he hates throws it, it yeah. at me. Josh does that too. Cause I have, I have yeah. two or three of those tank tops that like have a bra in them. Oh. They have like a shelf part to them yeah. and they usually get turned inside out in the laundry <laughs> and he will the look on his face when he sees one of those is like how on earth would I how would how would anyone fold this like he gets very str- and I'm like just give it to me yeah I'll, I'll take care of it it's gonna be fine but all his clothes are just like rectangles yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's like and mine have like weird asymmetrical angles or they're like long and narrow or they have like belts or Yeah, I yeah. Lots of things with those long ties right? attached Just, like, to things it. On them. Yeah. This is very important to <laughs> Where how the What else did somebody ask about on Facebook? Okay, Nothing? yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's help they'll help us get it back on um, track. So let's see. Um so Mark had like four questions. Mark. Um Custom orders from Edgewater Candles. Yes. We always, I always have to remind myself to say who we're talking about. Thank you. Um, uh, f- okay, so f- for custom orders, is it best practice to get all the money upon delivery, yes. 50% up front uh, before the order is started? Wait, so are we talking about custom orders for a 
cust- like an individual person or custom orders for a store? I'm betting it's for an individual person. Um, depending on the total amount, mm-hmm. I always make people pay up front. All of the money? In full. And, let, and, and if, it's, if it gets into the realm of, like, for me, doing custom design and printing stuff, there's a certain threshold. I don't really know what the exact number would be, but usually I'll just be like, oh, this is, like, a $400 order. I could, like, then I could see splitting it and saying 50% up front, 50% upon delivery. Okay. But, like, for, I don't know, probably something that's under $150 or $200. But that's me for a bigger ticket thing i mean if he's talking about i'm assuming that they're saying like somebody's ordered 50 candles that are a custom scent yeah right yeah it could be a store too i guess i would say like if they're doing branding things it's probably good to have some sort of like policy about it like so that you're consistent you're not just like each time somebody orders something you're just making something up right but and also like how can you remember what you've told right what um, store I mean I think if you don't want to if you're worried about making people feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. then it's certainly fi- people shouldn't be weirded out by you asking for 50% right. up front that's a, that's a common practice especially anything that's custom but a contract right. would be good and then I think if yeah. the turnaround for such a thing is really soon like if, it, if it's something that you're making and they need it next Friday then just do the whole thing like just yeah. do the whole order right at, at once but if it's like they're getting married in June and you're making mm-hmm. a custom wedding thing for them and you want to st- get started on it because you're ordering mm-hmm. jars, then 50% now, 50% in four months. Well, we're going to get on to the wedding topic in a second. Uh, wait. Okay. So second question is bulk order discounts. What percentage? Um, and should it scale depending on the size of the order? You can do that. I mean, I definitely, I've done things where when an individual person orders a bunch of cards, Mm -hmm. and usually I say 50 cards or more, I'll give them wholesale price. Oh, okay. So like if a wedding client wants my thank you notes Mm -hmm. as their thank you notes, then I'll just say, you know, I'm not going to charge them $5 a card. I'm not going to charge them $250 for 50 thank you cards. I don't think I would ever give an individual wholesale prices, but maybe that's just because we're two different. Yes. And the, also the markup on and my stuff I'm is also crazy. thinking like um, for Mark, since they have candles, yeah. that there's no reason they should ever give an individual person wholesale prices right no and but i'm saying i'm thinking you 20 to, to 30 percent yes. i was thinking 30 max. i was thinking 20 okay so um yeah i'm certainly not telling like, people to does give that people percentage, their price. you could vary the percentage so like the first thing i thought of is for wholesale i know i've mentioned before um when someone places a wholesale order that is um, over $300, I'll give them an extra 5% off, yeah. which usually takes care of shipping in a little yes, extra. A little extra. And then orders over $500, they get 10% off. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Um, so you could come up with yeah. um, bulk orders. System. over Yeah, yeah. because it, sure. it does, it encourages, it encourages people, yeah. yeah, especially stores. Like individuals might be different, but stores for sure. Like if they, if a store is like, well, I'm probably going to reorder these in a couple months. I might as well 
get to that max and get a discount and like yeah. I could find storage for these in the back like they might have that thought to like order more all at once yeah. if you give them a little incentive yeah and that's less work for you because it's one transaction mm-hmm. instead of two um and it's guaranteed instead of hoping that they reorder right. three months from now instead of not um but yeah I think that I don't think it's expected but I think it's certainly welcomed so maybe even, like, a lower bulk discount, like, 15% for, like, a small, you know? Yeah. Like, you could... I, I like the tiered idea, though. Yeah. Why not? Give... Yeah, because well, the people some, that are spending yeah, lots more money, right? for sure. Um, but yeah, in that... Uh, in doing, Don't go that, over 30%, No, though. no, no, don't go over 30 Yeah. Unless you're me. <laughs> well, I mean... And you're crazy. We've, and we have to keep reiterating this, that there's not one rule that applies to all of us. We're right. all making different well, and, shit. I mean, I will say the reason why a lot, my stuff differs quite a bit is that my stuff, like especially cards, like I mm-hmm. wouldn't do that with prints. I would never, I would never do a, you get wholesale for okay. prints because okay. prints ha- are the, the cost margin is way different on my prints than it is on my cards mm-hmm. because I don't print those in bulk. I don't print thousands of those prints all at once. But, like, if you wanted my Why Thank You card and you wanted 100 of them right now, mm-hmm. it's lit- those are literally done and in a box ready for me to put in a bag and hand to you. Like, they're ready. Mm. So That sounds so amazing. And so I got to work me, on that. The, the, the business model there is, like, that is you're getting cost of goods taken care of, but also, like, I don't need to, tr- I don't need to worry about giving you a better discount. Did those women just give us the stink eye? They might have. <laughs> they might have given the pie a stink. Maybe they hate pie. <laughs> also, they're ladies that look like they give everybody the stink eye. We're sitting in the window on at Bang Bang on Damon. Nobody thinks anything's weird anymore, right? Like every Well, no one in here is paying any attention no, they don't to give us. Shit about us. They just think we're talking to microphones. <sighs> Um, but yeah, what was I talking about? <laughs> I, I was like, they, they, they lingered. Like, they no. lingered. Yeah. I think they were trying to figure out what it was and then decided they hated it. Okay. Um, any, any other Facebook topics you want to address? Um, so the last one was, um, still part of Mark's. Mark's three-tiered um, question. Yes. Um, wedding orders. So this is going to be for you because for I hate weddings. Um, uh, they, I, don't, I don't love weddings. <laughs> I just but you have, have familiarity yes, with for them sure, for sure. Um, so they were at IndieWed. Yes. Um, and they're going to exhibit at Northside Wedding Expo in April. Right. Um, da, 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 wedding da, shows da, are usually another bridal show is hounding them to exhibit, and it's expensive. Oh, hounding. Yes, hounding them. Um, he said, have others found success at these big shows, or is it best to stick to smaller events and word of mouth? Yes, yes. What other avenue might I be missing, he asked. I would say knowing... For I mean, weddings. I don't want to say to everyone avoid those bigger shows, but I would say specifically to Mark and Steven that they don't need there's they don't need to go to those shows, yeah. especially if they're really expensive. Because that clientele that doesn't want not, handmade nope, stuff. Uh-uh. Yeah. Not that they don't want it, that they won't they won't have the same appreciation mm-hmm. for it. And I think that they could certainly go a lot more grassroots with their yeah. efforts to get wedding clients. Mm-hmm. Indie wed, I think is a perfect place for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they shouldn't feel like 
if they had a good experience at IndieWed, it will be a very, very different experience at one of those big shows. Those those big shows made me like kind of hate humanity a little bit. Um, and everyone, it's it's almost like it's almost like everyone is all consumed with money and how much everything costs. Mm. And if you seem fair in your pricing, they're not interested in you. They they if you don't look flashy and kind of almost a little bit tacky, mm. you they'll walk past you. Um, so, but I will say, my experience with the wedding industry is word of mouth is pure gold. Okay. Pure gold. So if you get a couple initial clients and uh-huh. you make them real happy and you just go about your own efforts of like taking pictures of some favors and having photos from weddings that have already happened that use your candles and things you've customized for people and just put it on Instagram and because because individual people will just email you and be like I would love this for my wedding I'm thinking like a ref- friend referral discount yes that for sure they could give out for sure that's smart something like that yeah so like if you have a wedding client mm-hmm. and they get three people if three people name them when they place their orders like yeah give that person yeah, like give that person sixty dollars like give like give them free shit give them free candles it would mm. how big of a deal would it be to give that person three candles because they got you a seven hundred dollar candle order Sure. You Not could like make the discount code for um, them to give to their friends, like their, their new last name. name. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Or like, you know, Mark Give and this Steven. to your friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. But I think, I think going direct to people and like just being just, they're, they're so nice and so attentive and good at what they're doing yeah. that like they don't, I don't believe that they need those giant are Those there other like indie wed like shows? I think that indie, there's been I mean there's wide, right? been a couple that are like smaller where like it'll be maybe like ten vendors or thirty vendors. Like I think there's mm-hmm. been ones like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any I know there's been a couple that have happened and then kind of fade away. Like they'll happen three times and then you don't hear about them anymore. Okay. Um but I almost think like doing your regular show, like for them, if they do their regular shows and just mm. have a little section on their table that's like ask us about weddings. Oh yeah. If they have a photo of some weddings and like some actual branded customized samples, and like something cute and weddingy looking, and it says because they're those that's where they're gonna get clients. Like a random lady walking around Renegade is gonna be like, I'm getting married in six months. I would love to have this at my wedding, and they're gonna take your card. Mm-hmm. And you give them a coupon that says, when you order, you're going to get 5% off your deposit or whatever. Yeah. Like, that that's how people will find you. Because especially something like candles or things that are, like, like, on the edge of what you need for your wedding, people will find just kind of in their everyday life. Whereas mm-hmm. if they're looking for a photographer, they're yeah. going to a wedding show. Okay. But like if you just want like favors or like props or like some or cute cupcakes or what you might you'll just go into Bang Bang and be like, oh my God, we could have pie at our wedding. Mm-hmm. So like I think that I think they'll be much more successful with just letting people know directly that they do that. Is there like a Etsy weddings thing? I there feel like be. that sounds familiar. I'm sure you could probably. I don't know if there's something specific, but you could certainly like. I, thought, I don't know. Have some stuff. I mean, they could even make like just a weddings only Etsy shop. 
that's like, here's the thing, here, order 50 or 100 or 200, and here's the label you're going to get, yeah. and choose your font color. I feel like if you're willing to deal with wedding clients, yes. do it all the way. Well, that's right? the other thing, too, is like, you may go to one of those big shows, and you may get 10 new clients, but they, I guarantee you, eight of them are going to be absolute nightmares. I guarantee it, because I've had that. Like, the one woman that I ended up, the only client I've ever fired, <laughs> I got from a wedding show. Okay. And she was, it was the worst. It was, like, the worst business I, experience ever. Is it that, like, I mean, there's obviously a stereotype of it's the crazy It's because of the psychology. Bride. Why? It's the psychology <laughs> that we've, like, society has put all this pressure upon people where like you now have family expectations you have financial expectations you have your own expectations you've been quote unquote dreaming of this your entire life um and it's just it's a thing josh and i always say that it's for people who don't have hobbies oh okay I, like where if you don't have anything else sure. in your life it's like why people like sports mm, mm-hmm, but don't play mm-hmm, sports mm-hmm. it's like you don't have anything else going for you so you're just gonna watch a bunch of people who have talent do their talent. <laughs> um, sorry, people. I was, who, sorry no, I to everyone about, who likes sports. <laughs> um, something else that people were doing in their free time, and I always think, "Fuck, what was it?" it was something I was just thinking about. But weddings become um, people's identity. Like it, beca- it gives them something to distract. Huh. And that's not true of everyone, but it's true of the it's true of the crazy people. Because some people are super... My clients are great. Like, my clients for the last several years are all normal because I I attract those people now. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, when I was like, I'll take anybody's order. I'll I'll do anything for anybody. I'll put dumb scripty engraving on a white beveled edge card, and it'll be amazing. And Mm -hmm. I'll hate every minute of it, but you'll love it. But those people were always so finicky and worried and, like, would second-guess their own opinions and would ask family... For their, for their opinions, and then that would fuck up my print schedule, and then they'd be mad that something was late. Like, it just, it was too many cooks in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and it was too many feelings in the kitchen, and it's just like, and every time somebody would be emotional or annoying about it, I'd just be like, whose wedding is this? Is it your wedding? Then fuck everyone, like, fuck everyone else. Yeah. But people can't help, but but then there's money that comes into it. So it's like, if somebody's parents are paying for something, there is an amount of respect that you should have for that person's opinion because they're paying for your wedding or they're paying for your dress That's or they're true. paying for your yeah. wedding invitations. So it, it's just, it's too many things and it's also mixing business with personal. I think, because usually if I'm a client, if I'm a business owner who's dealing with you, you're you're looking at your designs and the logo I'm designing and the stickers we're printing from a business perspective. You have a level mm-hmm. head and you're being practical and you sure. have restraints. A wedding client is a totally different client to deal with because they will literally wake up in the morning and be like, I'm fat. And like, now I can't wear this dress and now that means everything doesn't match and now I want my invitations to be different. And you're like, oh my <laughs> no, God. I want my invitations Right, to be like, different. I mean, that's literally a real thing. I think that maybe it's fair that um, clients get that nuts about it because yeah. like, you know, if you're part of the wedding industry, yes. you're feeding into oh, for sure. you're telling all of that pressure, they right? This, like you need this. to consider all yes. these tiny little things and you're going to the events. Well, that's what you get. Yeah. You get this, 
thing that you've thing created in their heads. There are people who, I mean, there are designers that I'm friends with that are that are like, oh, I'll never work with wedding clients again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. Like, if you if you're not a person that knows how to like manage that kind of a person, mm-hmm. then yeah, don't do it. It's not for you. It's and it's also why I've moved away from what like I I'll do very few wedding things in a year, and. It's usually after I've been like, I mean, I'll literally be like, no, this doesn't sound right for me. Like, I'll literally, like, refuse an order because I'm like, this is not, here's somebody that you should talk to because I don't Mm -hmm. do this. But, and I would much rather do logo design and branding and, like, personal correspondence and things that aren't, like, so heated and heavy and, like, personal because it's just too, it's too much work and you can't. You like I don't have time. I have, I have my own emotions to deal with. I don't need to like. <laughs> I don't want to deal with everybody else's emotions. Dog watching. He's so cute. Hi. That lady just waved at me, and I don't remember who she is. Uh oh. I always forget that when I come to this neighborhood that people know who I am. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't remember you. I'm so sorry. But then sometimes I see people and I'm like, hey. And they look at me like I'm an insane person. I just and then avoid I have to eye contact to with everyone. I have different color hair. But if you imagine, I'm like, if you imagine me with brown hair, I'm the same. That, this that dog, dog is, is really cute. so cute. This I can't stand cute. it. He's very cute. I'm going to leave the podcast right now and go pet him. <laughs> His name's Carl. It is? Mm-hmm. I can see it on his tag. Yeah, he's real sweet. I bet they're going to the park. Winnemac Park's right there. He's like, why are Michelle we waiting? And I are a little dog why crazy. Are, yeah. Whenever we see dogs, we're like, everything must stop. Let's yeah, look at dogs. Sorry. Let's hang out with dogs now. Dee wanted to come with me today. She did. Yeah, she did that thing where she comes and sits by me when I put something in my backpack, and she just looks at me with this very specific look that was the look that she used to give me when I would take her to the store. Yeah. And then I'm like, and it breaks my heart a little bit where I'm like, oh, how do I explain to this dog that there's no store anymore? <laughs> does she, she's figured it out by now. Does she think that like a year has gone by and like we're just, we just haven't gone into this. Like, does she think it's still there? Does she I have memories know. of it? No. Like, does she, if we went back in there, would she just like lay down and be like, I'm back in my house. I always think of that. Or is she just like a dog and not I think she's smart. just a dog. <laughs> It's fine. And she's like, give me food. Yeah. He's real cute. And pets. He's very cute. He's a sweetie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So those were our Facebook questions. Oh, God. So now we we're are going to move ready on for to the new um, the, topic that came up yesterday. Yesterday, right? Was it yesterday? Yeah, it must have been yesterday. <laughs> or was it the day before yesterday? No, it was yesterday. Wasn't it? Who cares? It's, irrelevant. it's totally irrelevant. Um... So, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw me go a little crazy. Whatever. I was reacting. And it's fair. Um, so, we, we've done promoted posts for show of hands several times. We usually do one um, during the time that applications are open to kind of get a little more reach to our potential application base mm-hmm. to let people know about the show. And so, and then we do another one, like I'm going to do one this over this weekend that's like a very pointed one day kind of deal for the last, because applications close. Yeah, they're closing. Applications are now closed. So. Oh, they are closed. Well, no, Wait. they're clo- I'm oh. saying oh, yeah, in future yeah, yeah, yeah. time, 
the people, time. if you're listening to this, you missed out. You missed out because it happened yesterday. They closed yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Um, but so when you, the show is getting bigger. We have more followers now. The last show was by far the biggest and the biggest crowd. And so that's brought up all sorts of like new public awareness and like people having feelings and telling you things. And like, I get weird emails that I'm just like, Oh, I would never have gotten this email two years ago. Mm-hmm. Cause nobody gave a shit. And now people are like, I have an opinion and I want to tell you about it. Um, and now we're like rejecting way more people from the show because four times as many people are applying. Um, so it's, that me kind of dealing with like how do I manage the public? I mean, and at it's a only going point, to get bigger. You're just gonna not manage the public. Well, right. There's gonna be a certain amount, and I mean, there are a certain amount of stuff that I even now like. There are comments that are made on things that I just delete. I just mm-hmm. delete them because I don't care, and they're not yeah. worth it. Um, so a comment was made on this most recent. Um, promoted post and the promoted post was a picture was Jenny Mechter's picture three letter birds Mm -hmm. she posted this adorable picture of her at the holiday show of her sweater with some pins and one of the pins was our vendor pin it says vendor Um, and it was basically just like hey applications close on February 19th Mm -hmm. apply whatever hashtags and I promoted it and like a ton of people have seen it and it's been done really well um and I will say, if people have questions about Facebook ads and Instagram ads, you should ask me because I feel like I, they're super duper worth it, and I, I get have tons of, of questions. Traffic. Actually, um, I paid one hundred and fifty dollars for a seven day. Oh, campaign. I'm not spending that. No. Well, and I've told you my feelings about how there's like seems like there's a cap where like if you go over a certain amount, mm. then it's really effective. But if you okay. go, if I my feeling is that you have to spend a hundred dollars. I don't want to do that. Um, and ultimately, I don't. I haven't done it where I've gotten like real world like this equals sales Mm. because I've only done it for show of hands but I do know that it equals followers um, and applications Okay. Um, so to me that's money I mean obviously that's money Yeah. so we did this post it's been up for several days and then um, someone just wrote and we're not going to say who it is because we don't need to um, it's not relevant. Someone, It's totally not relevant. Someone posted a comment, and I'm going to read it word for word because it's fair to quote them accurately. Well, because it was not a DM. It was a comment. Right. It so was not a DM. So anyone could see it. Um, anyone could see it. It wasn't sent directly to me, which I, you know, I wish that it had been because then it could have been like a conversation instead of what you know instead of instead of a non-conversation which is the beauty of the internet is that people are allowed to just like say things at your face and then basically walk away Mm -hmm. um since i've deleted the comment i have to find it in my screen cap okay so the comment is simply this we are artisans not vendors that's it that's the that's the whole comment um, and so uh, I took that as this person is implying that they didn't like, they don't like to be called vendors, mm-hmm. that they somehow find it insulting or inaccurate to be called a vendor, mm-hmm. which is what I'm calling people, mm-hmm. and that they should be called artisans. I mm-hmm. took it as 
that person is right and I'm wrong. Well, because why else leave the comment? Right. Why else leave the comment? Why else feel the need to inform you? And so then my feeling is if you're going to leave a comment like that, you should expect, you should want and expect a reaction. Well, I think the reaction she wanted was, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm going to change everything. Everyone is artisans from now on. Nope. Not going to happen. So um, I wrote back, I won't read the whole thing because it's long. But essentially what I wrote back was I wrote down, I wrote the literal dictionary definition of the word (laughs) vendor, which is fair, Mm -hmm. which is somebody who sells things. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how much more correct that could be at Mm -hmm. my show. And then my point that I made in the rest of my response was I didn't say this because it's insulting to her, but I wanted to say, you obviously don't know anything about my show. You obviously didn't look at my website. You didn't. You don't know anything about no. where it's held. Yeah. You don't know any of the vendors that have been in it before. You made an ignorant, like, based on nothing comment and then walked away. Um, and my comment back was that, essentially, I would say the majority of our vendors should not and would not be called artisans. True. It's the wrong word. Yeah. And if she wants to apply to an artisan fair, mm-hmm. she's more than welcome to. She's more than welcome to apply to my show and call herself an artisan. Yeah. I don't care. It's a really exclusive it's word. It's a very, it's a very, I, and I, I said non-inclusive. I said that's a non-inclusive sure. term yes. that would offend in the same way that she's being offended. It would offend <clears throat> my makers. So I use the word vendor because it is it's in also fact the generic standard term it's that also, every other crafter uses. It's literally the reason that word exists. So I don't know. I don't know how much more I like. And then I felt weird that I'm like defending myself about like the dictionary definition of a word mm-hmm. to someone who clearly is just being a troll. Like, you're just, she's, I always liken it to, like, somebody walking in your house and pooping on your floor and then leaving. <laughs> I knew we wouldn't be able to get through this conversation without me with poop? a poop. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, a long time ago, a client of mine made that reference about somebody walking in my store and, like, literally just taking it, like, not talking to you, not making eye contact with you, taking a dump on your floor and then leaving. And then you're left. They don't care. They feel great. Mm-hmm. They feel relieved. <laughs> They feel amazing. They got it out of their system. They don't have to clean it up. They don't have to smell it. You have to smell it. You're you going have to clean on it with up. The poop analogy a little. But it's it's exactly the same thing. It's exactly the same feeling. People would do it in the store all the time. They come in. They make some horrible passive aggressive comment about your shop or what you sell, and then they leave. And you're like, I don't even get to defend myself. I think she thinks that she like enlightened oh, you. I guarantee you, that's what she thinks. I guarantee you that's what she thinks. And I also think, and what we talked about before we started recording. We had to get some shit out of our system so that we didn't do any negative shit My feeling is that she talking. would not have, if she was just someone who found my feed or was following Show of Hands, mm-hmm. she would not have made that comment. But because it was a sponsored post, mm-hmm. and people naively think that sponsored posts are only giant corporations, yeah. which is not true. Mm-hmm she felt like there was a further distance between her comment and the person who would read right. it or care about it. Yeah. She thought she was just talking into the ether about her amazing, mm-hmm. enlightened opinion, mm-hmm. when in reality, this bitch is on the other end. <laughs> and I, want, I wanted very much for her to 
give a shit enough about her own feelings to respond to me, but she has not responded to me. She did, however, follow me. That's so weird. After all of this happened and after I was like, hey, no, actually. But then. Well, now I just had another thought because it's two people that operate that oh, right. business. Yes. So it could have been two could it be like two one different person people commenting? One, person? one yeah, oh, that'd be hilarious. One person's like, "Oh, cool, new show," and the other one's like, "I hate you." <laughs> That's actually kind of awesome. But the bigger the bigger point here is not like I hate this lady or she hates me or whatever. Mm-hmm. The bigger point is I thought about two things yesterday. The first thing I thought about was basically like why people are like this like what 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 makes a person when you're not a person that writes trolly comments on people's mm-hmm. feeds it's hard to understand why someone would do that i can't imagine michelle and ever I basically that. i mean michelle and i constantly we are not non-judgmental people we are super judgmental people i thought the last episode you said i'm not judgmental i'm, I'm opinionated. opinionated whatever i like <laughs> But what I'm saying, the title of the episode. But my point is, (laughs) let me make my point. My point is, we okay. So we're opinionated. We have things that we would we would say to each other that we would never say on this podcast. What we got it out of our systems before we turn the microphone. We would never comment on somebody's feed Mm -hmm. saying it. But guess what? We do do. We will take a screenshot of something and we will text it to each other and we'll be like check out this idiot or like glad this isn't me or oh my god this is my worst nightmare and it's like a picture of somebody's house or something you know what i mean we would never in a million years share or even imply those same feelings that outside of the privacy of our own conversation and our own friendship so the fact that this lady and millions of people the fact that she couldn't bring herself to just text her business partner mm-hmm. or send a DM of my post to her other bitchy friend mm-hmm. and say, look at this asshole calling us vendors. I hate her so much. That's appropriate. You're allowed to do You're that. You're allowed to do yeah. that all day long. And I kind <laughs> of encourage it. I would yeah. love for there to be a conversation about why you think that. And I think this. Yeah. And also, guess what? We are clearly of different generations. We are clearly of different we live in different cities. Mm-hmm. We make different things. We've had businesses that are completely different. We mm-hmm. have entirely different life experiences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, I didn't go on your feed and tell you that you're an idiot for calling somebody something that is perfectly fine to call someone. You came on my feed and did it, and I'm going to I'm going to defend my business, and yeah. I'm going to defend my vendors. I still think that there is a chance, and I said this, earlier before we recorded that she doesn't quite understand uh instagram um and like your ad popped into her feed and she thought that um you were suggesting that she apply to your show and she thought i can't apply to the show i'm an artisan right and so she she felt like she needed to tell you no 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 no. i i'm not interested in this I'm an artisan, not a vendor. And that's the other problem is that that's exactly why the internet is such a dangerous place is because, and all I could think about was this is such a non-issue, like this whole conversation and like arguing about what a word, what word we're using. We could argue about words. Right. And so 
but the fact is, is like all I can think about is how this is the tiny seed of a bigger issue. It really that is. That when you're able to just drop a comment on somebody without explanation, without explaining yourself, without being thoughtful, without thinking about like, how is someone going to take this? Or why am I saying this? Or what's like, what is the purpose of me doing this? Mm-hmm. Did I feel better? Did she, did she feel real proud of herself after she posted that? I, I think she I did. Think, I think so. I, I think she thought she helped you out. I think she helped me out and I think she helped yeah. all my vendors out and she, she taught, she schooled us a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the reason, the reality is, is I run a craft show and she doesn't. And if she wants to run a craft show where she calls people artisans, she's more than welcome. And she's mm-hmm. also more than welcome to not apply to my show. Mm-hmm. That, those are all things, those right. are all free will things that she's, she's allowed to do and if she had commented in a different tone or uh-huh. in a different way uh-huh. or hey here's an idea fucking send me a dm mm-hmm. that is an option you're she, allowed she to might not know that exists because she also didn't see your well, then stories I, then i just told her she learned she just learned she How, didn't listen to the podcast of course not she didn't even look at my stories that had 18 things with her name on it i know um but the problem is is being aware like the bigger picture here is be aware of yourself. Like you, you don't know what you don't know what's behind anything. If you're just making wild assumptions about things, like if you care that much about what terminology is being used, get into it. Go to my website, read my FAQ page, find out what you're mad about before you get mad about it. Because you might find out pretty quickly that if you had just given a shit for five seconds, you you would be you would re- there's <laughs> so a dog you're distracted. I'm like there must be a dog. That like you would realize pretty quickly that like maybe you should calm down and maybe you could have had a productive conversation instead of no conversation. And so I think it's just it made me feel more upset about like the idea of people making these kind of comments on more important things about more important things and really yeah, hurting really not like really hurting people's feelings like all i could think about was like there are people that do this about like a picture of someone and like saying that they're fat or ugly or dumb or old or their shirt's bad or like like there's people like being mean for no mm-hmm. reason and like this is just a tiny example of like know-it-allism like where yeah. you're just like oh, oh you know what i feel i'm feeling pretty bad about myself let me go around and make sure i drop little nuggets of wisdom on people well and, and i'm a and super know-it-all right I, I love being a know-it-all but i've never left a comment correcting no, anyone i'll never. say it out loud to steve absolutely. i'll be like this idiot absolutely thinks this i will and say then it that's out, that i will say it out loud to josh i will say i will screen cap it and i will send it to sarah yeah i will show it to someone at work and who i think will think it's funny the yeah. same way i think it's funny there is no way in a million years that and mm-hmm. and if something actually is upsetting to me if something's actually offensive mm-hmm. or I can't I can't allow myself to not be like hey just so you're aware of this yeah I will send them an a message well I would never be like let me put this on your public forum where I don't want where no one else needs to be involved I want to ask you a question about this or I want to say I think that that might be taken wrong or, Hey, that might seem racist or, Hey, there's a typo in your caption. I will send you a message, not Mm -hmm. comment on your feed. Well, I just thought of a great example. We've 
clearly talked at length about how much we hate the term girl boss oh or God. lady boss or whatever. <laughs> they do? They do, yeah. They like sure on do. like on, on your Instagram. not on not on the podcast, do they? When people have posted like I'm listening to Pancake Town. Maybe it's as a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't noticed. Um anyhow we hate that term. Yeah. And how many times a day do you see that in oh, your yeah. feed? Someone using that term. Yeah. And have I'm not we ever commented ever to me like, you using this the term girl boss about yourself is it. demeaning. It's horrible. I'm offended I've by it. I've never done that. No. And I don't I give a shit. Never, I don't if care. you like the term, use it. Do it. I'm just not going to use it for myself. Right. Like I don't. That's what so, I don't understand. I don't understand. So we're not being hypocritical. Is what I'm saying. When it's such a stupid thing. It's so like, stupid. When it's so stupid and pointless. And also, the thing that pisses me off more than anything is like what I always say about when, like, handmade or craft people mm. are competitive with one another. Oh yeah. What is the fucking point I of don't that? Know. Like I don't know. I'm sorry. Are we're not the enemy? I'm the the amazing design marketplace event that is growing in Chicago is not your enemy lady. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm helping your business. I'm getting merit in a bigger setting to your smaller business. That's in Wisconsin. If you don't get that, that's tangentially related. <laughs> those things are related. Yeah. Putting it out there in the media and bigger and bigger events, renegade craft fair, the existence of Renegade Craft Fair has allowed you and I mm-hmm. to have the businesses that we have. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is true. It's not because we no. were vendors at it. It's because they made it a thing. It, they made it an economy yeah. that people wanted to give money to. Well, because it's now completely normal for stores to order Absolutely. Um, wholesale from people Absolutely. like you and me. And it used to Ten be years ago, when you and I no started. Way. Absolutely. You, they were like, you have to have a it was rep, just you like, have to have a website, you yeah. have to have, you have to go to trade shows. That, that is not or the case anymore. Or you wheeled your stuff around. Absolutely. And now you literally can just show up at a craft show and 13 shop owners will come and be like, hey, I'd love to mm-hmm. check out your lookbook. I would like to order something right now. Yeah. Like, the fact is, is that you, you can't pretend like... Like, your enemy is Walmart, lady. Like, your enemy is not me. I'm not the one calling you the wrong term and making, and like demeaning your artistic creativity. I'm the opposite of that. So, for you to drop a comment about how I'm somehow like taking away some of your power Mm -hmm. is 100% wrong. It's 100% wrong. And it offended me personally for her to make that implication, even if she was talking about just herself when she I, said, yeah, me. I like, I'm picturing it both ways. If she was talking about the Royal we I'm offended. If she was talking about just her as a person, I'm offended. I, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Because I don't know what she was thinking. Because I pride myself. Cause it was such on, a brief comment. It was such a brief comment. <laughs> and that's why, that's why it made me angry. If mm. she had written three sentences about her, about how she prefers the term artisan mm-hmm. and this is why. Mm-hmm. And and even if she was bossy about it and said, maybe you should reconsider using that term, I, I would have been like, valid point. Here's why I use the word vendor. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a normal conversation between two grown-ups instead of her dropping a nugget of wisdom and walking out the door, which is how a baby behaves. 
and I told Michelle before we started recording, if I was in a room with this lady, if we were at an event mm-hmm. and she walked up to me and said those words to my face and then walked away, I would have walked after her and said, nope, you're not going to insult me and my business and all of my vendors with one comment and then walk away. I'm going to, I'm going to have a conversation with you whether you like it or not because that's unfair and that's what a child does. A child comes and goes, I want this and then runs away. An adult who's been in business for 20 years longer than me should know how to behave, even on the internet. I'm sorry. Like, it's unacceptable to me. So, careful what you comment, is what I'm saying. On my feed, especially. (laughs) (laughs) Emily will destroy you. I just think that it's not even about destroying. I literally, that was like... That was exaggerating. That comment that I wrote back was the calmest I've ever been. Like, that that was the subdued version of probably what I would have said in real life. I because I understand how things come off on the internet. I'm mm-hmm. I'm an aware person who knows how it feels when somebody attacks you or even if says something dumb. Mm-hmm. So I try to think about those people when I'm interacting with people on the internet. Well, I try to think about what they're feeling. I try to think about that when I interact with people in real life. When I'm at show of hands and I'm interacting with vendors or shoppers, I try very hard to think okay well this is when somebody comes up to me during the show and is like can you get more people to come in this area like i'm having no sale like but then 14 other people are telling me this is record sales yeah for the day like i'm not going to tell that person they're stupid i'm not yeah. going to tell that person that their point is invalid i'm going to say absolutely let me look into it i will take care of this for you i'm sorry that you feel that way and then i'm going to go put some effort into yeah. making that happen for that person even though i yes personally i'm like really come on like it's very busy in here you're being irrational but I need to put myself in the shoes of someone that's nervous and overwhelmed and uncomfortable and maybe needs a little hand-holding mm. because that's my job. Yeah. So it's like if everyone can just like before you talk or before you do something, just like step back one step and go, how would that feel if I did that to somebody? I think we're still not used to the fact that um, our worlds went from being really small. Yes. Like you... Um, your little capsule that right, you lived to in. to now you're seeing everyone and you didn't realize that the things that you thought were unique about you aren't. Aren't. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just keep thinking because of the whole commenting situation, I keep thinking about something that happened to me on Instagram ages ago, which is that I posted a pair of earrings and someone who followed me commented suggesting that I copied another designer. And you were like, Who I'd never no. heard of. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's presumptuous of you right. Right. Um, to think that I even knew who this other person was. Because yes. we were both just small handmade people. Yeah. And the designs were similar, of course, because they had triangles in them. But they weren't <laughs> the same material. Yeah. They weren't even, like, mine also, were metal and hers were leather. Sometimes were things look like things. Different sizes. Like, you can't... Right. Like, thanks for ruining my day. Yes, exactly. Thanks for ruining my day for no reason. Just because, like, it's that's not, someone and, you knew. Right, and here's the real thing. Yeah. Here's the real question about that situation. Why couldn't that person have sent you a DM? Why couldn't right, they have, right. Or an email yeah. or something. Or, at the very least, 
you contact the person that you claim you contact if somebody stole your jewelry i would never in a million years be the first one to be like you stole this design from michelle starbuck i would email you and be like you need to look at this and then i would let you take care of it but like but the designs were just trying like one triangle up and the other one down it's a perfect example and we can all make those earrings and there's room for all of us making them but it's yet another person who's like i got nothing going on and and this makes me feel powerful in a little teeny way this me me raising my hand Mm -hmm. in a group of millions of people and going i know something i saw something i know something i'm different is why this happens over and over again is because people as human beings inside themselves are so sad and desperate for someone to acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. And we all are this way. I'm not saying I'm not this way. I just choose to not take it out on other people. Yeah. And so you need to figure out a different outlet for your insecurities because that is what is going on. If you talk to any psychologist in the world, that is what is going on with the internet and how mm-hmm. it's fallen apart in and the way people talk to each other. Oh, I think it's caused new absolutely um, mental, like mental disorders, disorders for sure. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I think it's rough like on the, the a lot of people. Yeah. The commenting. I mean, comparitis is like, going to be in the DSM five. The checking your sure. phone all the time. The wanting to thinking that having X number of followers mm-hmm. is important and means something. Wanting people to like send you messages. Wanting people to react to things you're doing, even though none of it's genuine. Like all of that is serious mental health issues. And it's like it's not new. It's just a new form. Yes. And I'm gonna. Uh, yes, I'm going to tie this into the, um, we've been listening to the last podcast on the left Jonestown. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's oh God. like their newest <laughs> episodes and they're talking last night about how, like always talking about like how people, why they stayed. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it, and they're saying that it's because, well, they, their friends were in, yeah, in the cult, and they and just they like, trusted their right. opinion. You know, the if they're not leaving, right? I, so why would I leave? that's what I'm gonna say. And um, and my first thought is, oh, I've gotten rid of friends because I thought they're idiots yeah. all the time. Yeah, I've gotten rid of family members because I thought yeah. they were idiots. Yeah, like I have no issue with stepping aside and being like, oh, nope, nope I'm but out. That's the thing is, most people are not. So it's that not like that. It's a very old problem. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the need, it's, it's, it's human nature. It's the need as a human being to like want affirmation and want attention and need to be validated and to feel Mm -hmm. because there is like this huge void of purpose for everyone, regardless of if you're religious or not, like people feel like, what am I doing? What is the point? Why is there horrible shit in the world? Why is there good shit in the world? And it's like the internet is is such a form of escapism and it's such an easy way to without without much consequence at all usually you can just be whoever you want you can say whatever you want you can pretend that you're fancy you can pretend that you're hardcore when you're not like it's i mean i've been watching a lot of catfish episodes lately on hulu so oh really it's just that mentality it's a weird and and even though a lot of us are not to those extreme versions of that. Like all of us have that little thing in us that's like, and some people just don't know how to deal with it. Like some people 
are not good with the internet and don't know how to shut it off and don't know how to keep their mouth shut. I mean, I normally I would have posted something this morning, you know, my third post of the week. And I just since the Florida school shooting. Yeah. I feel like a post about jewelry is. Is, Yeah. Just dumb. A little tone deaf. I can't. It's hard. I can't it, do it. But then, and then I there's, can't bring but then there's the follow up to that. The, the opposite of that is like, there has to be some amount of like, keep moving on and keeping going. Oh, and I'm not, keeping moving on behind right? the scenes. Right. But in terms of social media, I just, I can't do it. I yeah. need a little bit of a breather. Yeah. It's, re- I, I mean, it's really hard because that's when. That's, again, why these kind of things come up. And I'm just like, really? Like, that's what I said in the stories. I'm like, this lady's passive-aggressive negativity, is this seriously, you seriously need to bring this into craft show talk? Mm -hmm. Like, don't we have, isn't there enough of this? Aren't we, aren't we battling against the most heinous president we've ever had? But you have time to write a vocabulary discussion at me on my show of hands feed? Well, like, come on. Yeah, I mean, this discussion. We, Steve and I have this discussion all the time. Every time some, like, super, and we're, we consider ourselves super liberal, but for sure, some super liberal group decides we're not using this word anymore right. and we're using that word. And it's like, can we focus on real yeah. things that yeah. matter? Like, can we remember there that are, like, people have been killed? Yeah, there are tons of words that we used to use and no one uses anymore. And we've all agreed. Yes. Let's not use those words. Right. But there are some words that are just fucking fine. Right. You know? Or like, just be thoughtful. And we're the one. Oh, my God. Look at that the dog. Thing is, Look at that dog. <laughs> so cute. We're just preaching to the choir. Right. We all know right. we not all know. to be offensive. And I want to make sure I'm not offending someone. But let, let's... Yeah draw a line well also just like you know like you're allowed to in your everyday life have standards and have opinions and not tolerate dumb shit yeah or someone saying something offensive to you you're allowed to be a grown-up and say to that person hey that i don't think you should use that term it's inappropriate or it you might want to remember that that might have been taken it but you don't don't need to make a campaign for your life on the internet and when well, and shame other people, right? Exactly, shaming your group. Well, and also there's all, like especially after the most this most recent shooting, mm-hmm. like the it's really unbearable the people that get on their soapbox from their very protected Midwestern home and want to tell everyone about gun control, and it's like, what? I'm sorry, what are you doing? Are you are you? donating money to charity are you going to the inner city schools in your neighborhood and like creating community are you are you doing real things or are you just sitting in front of your computer raising your hand when somebody says who doesn't like guns right my first thought well first of all i hate all guns i don't think anyone like i want to live in a world where we've somehow gotten rid of all the guns not gonna happen or well think about australia (laughs) australia managed to get rid of most of their guns right and they don't have a ton of guns in England. I'm sorry, but a lot until of the street cops don't un- carry guns. Until someone is able no, I, to yeah. get rid of that amendment, yeah. which now everyone who's crazy can point to a constitutional amendment yeah. as their right to have an assault rifle that they bought at Walmart in their closet. When that amendment was made nearly 200 years ago, when f- 
fucking Wild West was happening yeah. in our country, and where you needed a gun to defend yourself against grizzly bears. You like loaded bears. one bullet at a time. And we didn't have AK-47s no. 200 years ago. They yeah. made that. They made that amendment based on non-assault rifles that can be shot from 30-story buildings in Las Vegas in a rain of fire by one person. Also, like, we've already, in this past day, named a million things that are harder to get a license for than a driver's license is harder. This kid was 19? 19, yeah. He can't drink legally. Right. He can't uh, rent a car, right? You have to be 25. 25 or 26. How old do you have to be to rent a freaking hotel room? Right. Is that... I think there's an age on that. I could be wrong. You have to be 18, I think. Um, Like, you have to... To get a driver's license, you have to go through more tests. Yes. Like, to get a GED. Yeah, it's it's like just we can't, crap. We can't get kids the funding to go to college, but we can give them a gun. There's um a comedian who's Australian. I'm not gonna. Oh, Jim Jeffries. Um, that yeah. has a bit about like how we have to put our um thumbprint into our phone right, to turn to get it, it on. Open. Yeah. And yet, and yet we can like, just, we just pick up a gun and right. kill people. Right, exactly. He's very anti-gun. I'm, yeah, I'm anti-war and guns and all that shit. Like to the extreme, I won't watch anything about war. It yeah. like no, it's terrifying. It's yeah, the worst thing in the world we to live, me that people it's, watch it's shit about weird. war. It's weird. Oh, to how me. did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we always go in some weird tangent. We're talking right? about. Well, it's on my fucking. Mine, of course, I'm, as it should be. You're a you're I'm a thoughtful like human being. Going about my business, but it's on my mind. And you would be, you would be part of the problem if it wasn't on your mind. Like there is a point where you do feel. I mean, I often feel in Chicago. I mean, especially with like the election stuff, anything political. Like I always feel like I have to remind myself that we're in this bubble of like like-minded people, and that it you you sometimes forget like oh there's places in the world where you you couldn't go to a coffee shop and not feel like we like we couldn't sit and have this conversation right in other places in a lot of other places right. in the United States we would get we would probably be asked to leave or we would be or people would be like we need to get this podcast banned like how dare you talk about my precious guns like, uh, we would not be allowed to just have Just going those a little feelings. south of here, right. things changed. When we drove down to Nashville, there were Confederate flags, yeah. which I haven't seen in person in a very long time. Yeah. And I just, me, I just pulled my sweatshirt yeah, over my make, head. To see it because makes I was me just nauseous. So nauseous, yeah. The, the funny thing about that is, like, there's even during, like, Fourth of July, there's those... They're not Confederate flags, but they're those, like, pinwheel mm. sachet things that are just, like, a red stripe, a white stripe, and a blue. Like, they're, like, supposed to be an American flag, but, yeah. like, they, for me, graphically, they remind me of okay. a Confederate flag. And so whenever somebody has one of those up, I, I have the same reaction as I would if I were seeing an actual, where I'm just like, can we just take those down? Can't you just put up a real American flag, please? Because, like, those, there's something about those that are a little... They're a little too similar. Yeah. <laughs> and I know well, you don't know that or care. I've told or you notice. that our, 
the crazy lady in our apartment building puts up like 50 flags all over our back porch for the 4th of July, Memorial Day, and Labor Day. She staples them to the railings of everyone's decks. Oh, and you don't call the police on her? <laughs> um, I've never complained because um, I figure someone else can. But, um, but that's what everybody else is thinking. I told actually one year I caught her doing it, like about to staple how them you, how to are my you not deck. Calling your landlord. And I opened um, my back door and I said, "Can you please not put that on my like?" You said, "Please." I'd be like, "Get the fuck off!" And then my she's property. like, I, "Oh, I'm sorry. I know you're not like patriotic." And it's like, "Well, yeah, kind of." Because just because <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm patriotic or not. I don't want garbage stapled to my patio. Well, like, what's I mean, wrong with you? My argument was she was blocking the sun from my fucking garden. It's I also have not window her boxes out there that she was putting flags in front Ugh. of. <laughs> Crazy people are so hard to deal with. <laughs> um. Oh, wow. We got off. We have to wrap it up. Fucking topic. It's also like busy in here. It got a lot busier. I don't know how loud it's translating into the mics. It's probably not at all. But what if it's not recording? It is recording. I'm looking at it recording. Okay. You don't trust my sound setup? (laughs) I did it. I think I did it. All right. Okay. We'll find out tonight when Josh plays it back. He'll be like, oh, no, I'm never letting you use those mics by yourself again. Um, I think it's fun, though. I like talking to my crone. It makes me feel important. <laughs> Even though no one cares. Literally no one in here cares. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up? What's um, coming up? Anything important? I, I had something. Well, uh, fuck. I was going to say, <laughs> I want someone to contact us who's good at doing something. And now I don't remember That's what it really was. That's a really vague Yeah. Request. You want someone to contact oh, us about oh, well, something that someone, they do. Someone um, wants us to do like a branding oh, episode. All right. And like, I don't know if, like, you obviously are good at branding from one perspective. Yeah. From like the packaging and design and logo and stuff. Yeah. But um, like someone who um, is, would, would be like a overall... Like, like a consultant kind of person? Yeah. I bet we could find somebody. Yeah. A Chicago person. So if you are someone like that or you know someone like that, mm-hmm. send us an email. Yeah. Pancaketownpodcast at gmail.com. To be on the podcast. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, I'm assuming that next week we'll either record at my house or we'll pick some other rando place. Now that we have these fancy mics, we kind of don't have to be worried so much about how loud a place is. Yeah, we could go anywhere. We can go wherever we want. Um, uh, I was going to ask, like, how hard it is to figure out how to interview someone over the phone, too. Like, if someone who, who's not local. Oh, yeah. I think that's just a matter that out. of maybe there's something that we can hook up to the phone to make the recording better mm-hmm. rather than record it out of a speaker Because people phone. obviously do it. Right. So yeah, we'll ask Josh. Um, yeah, we could do that or a Skype situation or something. So I was thinking, I really like uh, the new accountant that we've hired, and she oh, would yeah? kind of be great. I haven't asked her. I want a new accountant. Um, well, I was suggested her in the Pinky Town Facebook group, and so right. I thought it would be appropriate if I said, "Hey, I 
everybody wants to hire you. Are you busy? Yeah. And <laughs> we well, she does everything that... over the phone or email. She's oh. in Indiana. She's oh, not nice. here. So um, right. everything's electronic. She has. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's nice because I don't have to like go somewhere. Put clothes on. Yeah. Shower. Yeah. No, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's so fast. Like I had a question. She answered me in like two minutes. All right. Yeah. She's good. Well, we'll see how much money I get back if I get any money back. But yeah. um, I I finally feel not stressed out about our tax business setup shit. It's it's on its way to being completely figured out. I don't know what the kids. We did such a good job of not talking shit about the commenter, and now we're like, oh, what's I that just, kid I mean, doing over there? Like, I mean, <laughs> he's literally running around like a lunatic, and his mom's just on her cell phone. Like, it's it's just embarrassing. Like, why did you have why? Like, again, if you'd rather be on your cell phone, maybe you should have just had a cell phone instead of. A I baby. had like eight responses go through my head and, and I'm not going to say any of them on this podcast. All I'm saying is that if you're going to have kids and bring them to a public place, maybe respect everyone else that's in the restaurant with you. That's can, just, that's we, can we start a new podcast where we just set up in cafes and we talk shit about <laughs> everyone in the room? Yeah. Why can't that just be this podcast? <laughs> it's the same podcast. Um... Whatever. We'd have to like disguise our voices and call it some, something else and not have our names on it. So if you guys see a podcast pop up that that's literally what yeah. we just described, it's probably us with voice that's modulators. That's not us. <laughs> voice modulators. Oh, there are two. Yeah, but I'm not worried about that one. I'm worried about this other one. The other one's that one's not mobile. That one you can put in a box and. <laughs> box. I mean, it's a, called like I mean a, a stroller. That's why. Is that what a it's called? A box with oh, wheels. Oh, is that? Her? Yeah. Is that Duh. Oh my god. Whatever. Let's we should seriously. We don't not hate talk your guys' as kids. Yeah, whoever's listening to this, your kids are fucking angels. They're adorable. But they're, not. they're not angels. <laughs> this kid over here is well behaved. Right? I'm not That's mad what at I'm her. saying. There's there are other kids in here mm-hmm. that are that I don't even know they exist because yeah. they're not mm-hmm. taking over the entire couch. It's terrible. Oh my god. Whatever. We have to <laughs> have some have some awareness, people. It's fine. Just because you're tired doesn't mean the rest of us should suffer for it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's my feeling always is like, why am I, how, how are you going to ask me, the person with no kids, who, who specifically chose to not have kids, mm-hmm. why are you going to ask me to be empathetic to your situation? That's r- unrealistic. <laughs> I'm well, trying, she doesn't know that. She doesn't? Mm-mm. So she just assumes that we all think her children are blessed angels and mm-hmm. should be allowed to run around and throw things and yell. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're that still not reasonable. totally the norm. Oh, you no. Know? I'm I'm very aware of that. I'm very aware of how harshly judged I am for not having children. I am fully aware of that. Yeah, I don't care. I don't do things because people think I should do I them. I don't judge people <laughs> that have children. I judge people who don't demand that their children be behaved. <sighs> this is... Spiraling we, uh, into a terrible What have direction. we talked about? Guns and children. What's this podcast about? We talked about wholesale. We talked about my dirty things. laundry. We talked about Michelle not doing laundry. Yeah. We talked about the crazy lady on your porch that staples flags yep. to it. These are all relevant. Um, we talked about 
whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All the way back. All the way back. That was today we that talked was, about that? That was like an hour ago. <laughs> we talked about whipped cream. Um, Is this just How are we doing? We have, to, we have to stop. We have to stop. Okay. We're in an hour and a half. We have okay. to stop. Okay, yeah, we're we done. Ha- it's, it's over. We have to stop. All right, join the Facebook group. Um, we should Pancake ramp up, Town. We should ramp up some Facebook group activities. I've been some like yeah. I got a little bit more involved yeah, recently, so yeah. I need that's to get. Good. I need to like get back on there and be be involved. Everyone else is so good at it. I know. That, like we should make some people some admins. If anybody's interested in being an admin, you know, I think since like episode three, we've been saying, saying we were going to do well, that. I think we should let people volunteer. Like if if there's somebody that actually like instead of make being like hey you. Okay, if anyone wants to be a Pancake Town Facebook group admin. And literally that just means, like, you're kind of helping us be a person that checks in on posts and, like, enters into the conversation and maybe every once in a while, like, puts up a question or, like, a topic of discussion kind of thing. It's not, we're not asking you to, like, commit your life. And we don't want, like, ten people, just, like, a couple. No, we want, like, two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're interested, just send us an email or a DM on Instagram okay. and we'll and we'll see what we can do. Cause yeah, that'd be fun to just have some more people do stuff. Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta Walking. Go. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> he thinks he's pretty great. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Are we gonna regret? Nope. This okay. Nope. Emily has no regrets. I'm worried about offending people all the time, and Emily's like. Fuck you. People offend me all the time. Why? Why am I not allowed to offend other people? I don't like know. I don't. It I, just doesn't. I don't know. I'm allowed to feel the way I feel. Like as I text you yesterday that she's gonna see your stories. You're. I'm like, like Emily doesn't care. I don't. Why care. did? And my first thought is, oh my god, maybe you can block her <laughs> so she won't see it. Well, no. My my feeling. I'm very practical about things. My feeling is that if she had sent me a private message. There is, there's no way that I would have put her name. I would have blocked her name out on oh, those yeah. posts. There's no way I would have outed right. her or mentioned her name or pointed to her in any way. I would have mm-hmm. said a person commented this. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is that she posted it on my public post. So she she entered into the agreement that she is not anonymous. Yeah. She chose that. I didn't choose it. So any anything that comes of that, if people want to... If other people want to attack her back for something, they're not going to. Which they which they didn't no. and aren't going to. Then she she opened the door for that. She she invited that. So no, I have no. I don't like. I don't. Why would I regret that or care that she sees anything that I post? I'm confident in my opinion, and I'm confident in my response to her. I, I need more of that because I actually just a, had the thought, what if that woman was like, oh, what are you recording? And, she's and we in said my Pancake house. Town. And no, this woman that no, were I making fun of her kids. Then and then she listened to it and she was like, oh my God, they've been making fun of me and my that kids would be this fantastic. whole time. That would be great because then she'd have a little tiny bit of self awareness about how she makes other people feel with her actions. I think that's completely fair. If someone came in and was like, I think you're really fucking rude for 
sitting here with your microphones and recording a podcast while we're trying to eat pie. Oh, yeah, I would, there, like, aren't any available seats. But do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would literally be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, thank, like and then the next time we were going to record a podcast, yeah. we would be like, hey, we need to wrap this up by 10 o'clock because yeah. we're going to be, I don't want to be rude to people. We would, yeah. That would be an awareness thing where I would go, oh, thank you for letting me know that. So guess what? I would love for her to hear somebody be like, hey, your kid's kind of a dick. And you. <laughs> That's and, the name of this episode. <laughs> and you're allowing him to be a dick for no reason. Like you're allowing that because you're lazy and you want to check your Facebook page. She literally was on her phone. Yeah, I know. So I have no problem with her. I would love. I mean, if I ha- if I actually had more balls, I would have been like, hey, lady, next time pay attention to your child that you gave birth to instead of looking at your phone. Have a nice day. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I'm just, um, it would, it would be exactly the same. And I'm going to do it again. The thing that we do always, which is compare child children to dogs. If, I do that If too. I took D into a store and D was just barking like a lunatic and I was just looking at my phone, mm-hmm. I would get asked to leave. Yeah. I would be asked to leave the store. Mm-hmm. But someone with the same exact scenario and a child who is screaming. Well, you and can't leave your kid things. outside uh, tied up to a tree. But say it's a store that's dog friendly. If the store is dog okay, friendly. Okay, sure. Okay. Why, why am I being kicked out, but that person would not be told because their child is a precious angel and my dog is just a dog? Well, but it's the exact same scenario. I mean, I agree I with have, you, but. I have the exact <laughs> same amount of control over my dog that you do over your child. You can pick that kid up and walk out the door because it's screaming the same way as I can pick up my dog and walk out the door because it's barking. It's the same thing. And I'm very sorry (laughs) that there are people that are going to be upset with what I'm saying, but have some self-awareness. And the people that listen to this are not... What is this podcast about? How much we hate everyone. Okay. (laughs) How It's about mental illness. (laughs) How, like, through this podcast, I realized that I probably have ADD and I didn't know. Now I do. Oh, I for sure. I feel like I think I might have, like, very, very, very minor bipolar disorder. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to joke about... No, that's things. why I'm saying. That's yeah. why I'm saying. Like, there's just a little. It's a little. It's a little dash. Yeah. Whereas, like, someone who's. I think we all have a little dash of something. Has like a full four cups. I have like a little, just a little. Psh, yeah. A little pinch of. Yeah, that. I used to joke about thinking I had like Aspergers, which isn't a thing anymore. They. It's they, not. No, they. They're like they said we, it's. We're sorry. We. No, made that they up. just recategorized it into. Um, autism, which is weird because usually we separate things out, but Into they just like spectrum it back things. in. Um, I mean, that's probably better because but, then we can kind of like. But I don't want to joke about mental illness. What we're all mentally ill. I'm sorry. We all yes. Like if you think you're not mentally ill, that means you're extra mentally ill. That's true. Like the only the craziest of people don't think they're crazy. Like that lady. If she you, doesn't think the she's more crazy. you acknowledge it, the better you. We'll get it dealing with it. I think that it's just a matter of like understanding your own, like being just trying to be self aware. That's all I'm going to keep I feel saying. Like some people are listening to this and I'm like, I thought this was over. <laughs> I think 
and now they, they just every offended episode. everyone with mental illness. I think that everyone at, for we every episode did not mean to. Like, bef- like twenty minutes before it's over, are like, "Isn't this over yet?" I'm worried. <laughs> Earlier this year, I said I was going to try to not regret most of the things I said, <laughs> and I feel like I've already regretted a whole bunch of things that came out of my mouth. I don't think you I'm need to sorry. Worry about it. <laughs> I don't know. My feeling is always like it's the same with the store. It's the same with show of hands. It's the same with this. I feel like if you don't like how my store is set up and you don't like what I sell and you don't like how I have things arranged and you don't like my prices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you can walk the fuck out and open your own store. And if I'm you just don't constantly like my sh- afraid of, if, afraid if you don't of offending like my people. Craft show and you don't like who I pick and you don't like that you got rejected and you don't like that the layout is this way and you don't like the dates that I chose, you can not come and then you can start your own craft show. Where you call everyone artisans. That's the tagline for show of hands now. Start your own craft show. <laughs> I dare you. See how well you do at it. But I mean, that's my feeling usually is like, there's so much in the world. There's so many versions of things. And there's, it's not like this is the only podcast. It's not like my show is the only show. Yeah. Like, and also, this is a good podcast. And that's a great show. Like, you can't, like, just because you want to nitpick something mm-hmm. because it's, it's something successful to nitpick. Yeah. Like, that's not valid. Well, I just keep thinking about, like, I want the valid first opinions, few episodes of My Favorite Murder where they're constantly having to apologize for things. And now they're just like, whatever, you're here. You're listening to it. And so I'm just worried. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, did that come out wrong? I, There's also you only, know, like, 200 people listening to this. And we know half I of them. I don't want to offend any of them. Everyone send us an email and let us know if we're offending you. Yeah. But then here's the thing. So let's say, let's say we get real sensitive about who we're offending, uh-huh. right? And the same goes for the store and my company and your company and show of hands. Let's say we start taking on every single criticism and changing because of those criticisms. Uh-huh. Does I that, know it's does that not really alienate, self-destructive? It, it alienates the people that liked you. Originally. Yeah, I know, I like, know, I know, exa- I know. It's literally, I mean, it's the thing that I've said about Paper Source. It's the thing I've said about Renegade Craft Fair, like where the very people who made you what you are are now completely alienated by you because you listened to all the yeah. assholes that were like, what if this was like this? What if you did it this way? Because my feelings were hurt. Shut up. If you don't like it, you <sighs> can go away. You can walk away from me. I there, are, there are too many choices yeah. in the world. There are too many choices. There are so many jewelry designers. There are so many companies in Chicago that are doing exactly the same shit we're doing. There are so many podcasts where it's just mm-hmm. two dumb idiots like us randomly talking about nothing. Go listen to one of those. Like, it's all about free will. If you don't like something, you don't have to do it. It's so freeing to just be like, I don't like cheese. Don't eat cheese. No one's making you <laughs> eat cheese. Unless your job is literally cheese taster, then maybe you should quit your job because you don't like eating cheese. I love cheese. I really want some cheese right now. But like, I don't know. I just, I feel like you will, you will just spiral into a world of like second guessing your own opinions and your own I think I do that. When you should be going, why am I here in the first place? How did I get this successful? Even the tiniest little bit of success. How did you get that if not because you are who you are? And if you start doing what everybody else wants you to do, you're not who you are anymore. Now well, you're this amalgamation guess, of dumb people's opinions. Like in terms of the podcast, I think people like us being outspoken about 
like business related shit. And now I'm and like gun control. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm okay with that. I guess I'm I'm like tiny bit nervous about like our anti kid rant. And then so you're more nervous about the anti kid rant than you are about the gun control. Oh, for sure. So why is that? Think about why that is. Because you're, I think because you. I know a lot of our people, listeners have yep, kids. That's why, though, right? And so then that, so, I'm. But isn't that interesting to think about? Like, so you're more worried because you know who's li- you. You mm-hmm. have an idea of who's listening, and you're worried that those people would be offend, would be more easily offended. But you assume that most of the people that listen feel the same way that we feel about gun control. Yes, and I also know that there's a topic that you and I joke about how we'll never touch on this podcast because we would offend listeners. Does it have to do with (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) Emily! Maybe they can't spell. (laughs) Our listeners aren't. (laughs) What if I just deleted out what I spelled? I think you need to beep it. Beep it. Josh, Josh can you beep beep that? Yeah, I'll make a note. Um, 143. Oh my God, this podcast is too long. 143. <laughs> he, has to, he has to bleep what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to bleep in the... Yeah. Um, okay, we have to okay, wrap it up done. for real. We have to wrap it up for real. Well, I'll I'm let you guess about what I spelled. terribly sorry if I said something offensive still. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I stand by what I said. And that's, and and I that's like why I have... Yeah. I would like to have a, a very mature conversation with you about whether or not you have a different opinion than mine. How about that, everybody? I'm going to work on, yeah, being less sorry. Be less sorry. But for now, I am. I'm still sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I love you all. Okay, we're going to go away now. I have um, to pee. Thanks for listening. Michelle has to pee, as per usual. Bye. Bye.